Oh, wow. I'm glad to be here with you. And uh, what a beautiful thing it is to be in God's presence and to sing, to express even those things that we cannot express, um, whether it's uh, thoughts, concerns, things that are going on inside our, our head. It's, it's just a, a, a precious time because God knows. And uh, here we are trying to um, engage with Scripture and so many things that we really uh, struggle with and uh, last week we uh, engaged in that work which is hard to do right the work of looking at scripture looking at ourselves as believers and struggling with what it means as a matter of fact I don't think that um, I have deviated much from that theme uh, all through the years that I've been here <laughs> because uh, I, I know that I myself struggle with scripture I mean that's the thing right that's that's the work is to see what it really means to us and we spoke um, last week about that tension that is there uh, with the church within the church with culture, within culture, and how the church is emerging in a new era, uh, meaning that is shifting into this new way or reimagined way of connecting with God, the same one. God hasn't changed, right? We probably have changed because our music is different. Uh, our technology is different, right? Devices and stuff, but God is still the same. But we we need to come to grips with what it means to to be church in this new time. And we looked at the first chapter of John, um, and I hope it was helpful uh, for those who weren't here and listened to it in, 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 on our website. Uh, by the way, if you ever want to go through the pain and the work of listening to me again uh, during the week, you can always go to our website and suffer. Um, you can, by listening to uh, the sermons, um, they are all there. In that portion of scripture, um, there's a, a little back and forth between John and, and these folks who come in to find out what he's doing and how he is expressing that revelation of Jesus to the world. And he says that the, world, the, the word became flesh, right? Incarnation, we call that. The word became flesh. And he dispensed grace upon grace. And we learned that the law has been given by Moses, but 
grace and truth. Grace and truth, right? Was given through Jesus Christ. Now, uh, there was an assignment. And I am going to ask you not to say if you did it. <laughs> I'm not going to embarrass you. But I hope that you did. How will we understand what grace means? How do we understand what grace means? The answer that we considered last week is a process of discovery. Right? That process of discovering what it means in our own lives and that interaction that John had with those nosy uh, Levites and priests uh, who were sent to investigate about that message. And they asked John about himself. And he says, who are you, right? And asking, what in the world are you doing here, basically? And what is this message that you're bringing about this one? And his answer in the section that we did not read, but hopefully you read at home, is that he points to Jesus, right? Yeah, it's not important who I am. As a matter of fact, I should diminish so that he should increase. Now we're going to read in Matthew uh, a most famous section of scripture. Just a couple of verses. Uh, initially I had that we're going to cover all the way uh, from uh, chapter 5 verse 13 to 20. But I'm just going to stick with verse 13 to 16. We're going to read these um, verses and you will see it's very, very famous, very well known. It still hangs in the air in our brains and our hearts. And it says, You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. And no one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the, bush, uh, the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to the Father in heaven. Let's pray for a second. Our Father, again, we come to you this Sunday saying thanks because you motivated us to move, get up, get ready, come to this place gathered together and we want to meet you we want to hear from you so speak to us in Jesus we pray Amen, Amen. now this chapter that we're considering here today starts with the very famous 
Blessed are those. Do you remember that? Right? Blessed are those. And it goes through a, a whole bunch of verses describing those who are blessed. And here it turns to sort of a question. Who do you think you are? First he goes, blessed are those. And then he's sort of making them think. Who do you think you are? Everything in this passage we just read, and even the passage from what we read last week, relates to that simple question. Who in the world are you? <laughs> Who is God? Who are we? Now what does it mean? Okay, alright. I know that you came to hear a, a, a 20 minute sermon and, oh well, some of you didn't and that's okay. But, but, but these are existential questions. I bet, this morning, I bet a thousand dollars that you have asked these questions to yourself. Anybody? <laughs> the main question in our hearts is always, do we have meaning? Do we have meaning? And now, we could spend eons discussing God, discussing scriptures, discussing Christ, Christianity, in all its historical and theological context, and, right, Rhonda? Read books left and right, understand so many things, and still, and still, lack meaning. And still not be convinced that what we read and what we consider in scripture is true. Remember John said, grace and truth came through who? Came through Jesus. And we can read that. But still have doubts in our hearts. And still as we leave our lives and as we go and come and, and if, to and fro, wonder. See, meaning is the ever-present question. I call it the question mark in our hearts, right? Do we have meaning? You are the light of the world. The city on a hill. Now, once upon a time, you know that stories are started that way, right? Once upon a time, there were antennas in our roofs. Right? If you wanted to see television, <laughs> you remember that? You remember that? Anybody remember those? Alright? We didn't have no clickers or remote controls. We had to change the channel on the TV, right? And clunk, 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 and then adjust the little, uh, right? The synchronize, you know, just tune it, and, right? I mean, there was a time when we had that. 
could receive TV and radio signals. I mean, radio is still on today, but it's HD. <laughs> right? Today we receive signals through devices, through the internet, through cables. But do not be mistaken, those local channels, they're still transmitted the old school way. <laughs> and they're still being transmitted that way for us. There is a transmitter, an antenna, right? That broadcasts a signal. And that signal usually is on a high point somewhere, right? And everybody that has an antenna that is placed correctly can receive that signal. And I say placed correctly because in Puerto Rico we try to hear, uh, uh, to see, to watch TV from the Virgin Islands because it was the only English channel that we could receive. And it took somebody to be in the roof doing like this and hearing it. Is that, is that good? Yeah, yeah, that's right, okay. Oh, no, no, you did something. Of course, I have to <laughs> just hold that thing, right? <laughs> They're still being transmitted with an old antenna somewhere. And cellular systems, right? That's more familiar to us today. Cellular systems, they work on the same principle, right? There is an antenna somewhere. There is a source of power that transmits the signal. And we have these little devices that then pick that up and receive it. And we can do all kinds of things with these. But in order to create a system, even a cell phone system, there have to be transmitters. We do all these things and we consider them magic, but there's always a transmitter and receiver station somewhere doing its job. It's providing all the audio and all the data from users. What happens if one of those cell phone sites goes down? Hello? <laughs> no service, right? What happens is for some reason your local TV station goes down. All of a sudden you don't receive these signals. No service. If you are an antenna, you don't become an antenna. Right? If you are an antenna, what are you? An antenna. An antenna. Right? If you are a transmitter, do you become a transmitter? No. You are designed, built, constructed, have all the elements needed to be a transmitter. You cannot become a transmitter. You are what you designed, you were designed to be. I'm speaking to some engineering stuff here, because I know there's engineers present. And I think that this is what Jesus is saying. You are the what? 
Light. Salt of the world. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> now, every system has points of failure. Every system has points of failure. They have electrical connections, right? There's power sources, they're data translators, they're internal circuits board, uh, boards in there. And, I mean, and they can go bad. As a matter of fact, the, uh, I was driving my wife's van and I noticed that there's this malfunction. You can tell. The engine's not working right. I go and finally I open the hood and take out the cover for all the valves and all the electronics in there and I find the culprit. It seemed like somehow, someday, way back when, that van had ran over a carpet. And part of that carpet got into the belt system and it just got destroyed and all these pieces were, went right under that cover and nestled themselves right around one of the ignition coils that plugs into one of the cylinders and had fried the cabling. So when I look in there, there's all this mush stuff found the problem. There's malfunctions, right? But does that mean that that engine is not an engine? No. Does that mean that that coil is not a coil? No. Does it mean that it has lost the essence of what it is? No. no. I mean, if lightning strikes, something is going to go bad, right? If a tornado comes through our neighborhood, what happens? There's going to be destruction, right? There's going to be havoc. There's going to be a mess. Somehow, it's going to manifest itself. Maybe it knocks down an antenna. Failure, right? What if a car loses control? And it knocks one of these power sources out. What happens, right? Failure. What if there's vandalism? Somebody cuts, cuts a cable. Possible failure. You see, the, the fact that there's a pack of gangsters that goes around and knocks out antennas and goes out shorting power sources doesn't take away from the essence of who and what those components are. Are you with me? Yes. You hear that? Yes. Those components may very well be affected by external factors. 
And the same, they could be very well be affected by the internal factors. But that does not take away from what and who we are. Whether internal or external, the failures in these components can be remedied. Right? When we went to Puerto Rico, we saw a bunch of that. <laughs> right? There was all these houses that had gotten, you know, the, the, the wrath of Maria. And they were being restored. Some of them some take some more time than others. Some of them got devastated. Wiped out. There's still houses, but no one lives there. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that you see the analogy here. Uh, I, I'm, I hope that I'm not losing you. I hope that you hear that you were created by God. Hello? Amen. Amen. That was a God's creation. You got what it takes. Hello? We're not in essence mechanical. We are human. Right? And there's internal components and there's failure in these components. Right? There's issues here and here, right in between our ears, that sometimes fail. Our minds try to vandalize the system. <laughs> Tornadoes occur in our lives, even hurricanes and earthquakes. And some of the chassis, right, mm -hmm. may suffer. Like Rhonda, part of her chassis <laughs> on her right hand is, <laughs> she fell down, right? Yeah, that takes, a, you know, it takes something out of you. There's still a statement that rings true though. I, wanna, I, I want you to hear this, please. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. You see, no matter what happens in life, no matter how many tornadoes, earthquakes, how many pests, get in the house no matter how many malfunctions occur you are still a child of God you are were still built by this creator and you still have what it takes the problem is, sometimes we see ourselves broken, but that's God. Sometimes we see ourselves with missing parts, 
and we dismiss who we are. We do not appreciate all of what we are. There is a misconception. See, I've learned a bit about allowing myself to become. Remember what Rhonda said the other day about being called? What being called was? Is allowing ourselves to become? I've learned a little bit about that. Because just as you, I've struggled with the product. <laughs> with the shape of the antenna, the power of the transmitter, and how these components are put together, and how some of them are damaged, screwed up, and the signals don't go right through. I mean, are you, are you with me? Do you get me? Yeah. Right? I've struggled with that. I'm not a super believer. I'm not a mega church pastor. Far from it, as a matter of fact. But I mentioned to you several times that I, I, got, I asked God to help me to see what that verse we just read is about. To help me to understand. Here you go again, right? <laughs> trying to understand and still understanding is overrated right? <laughs> but trying to get what it is that he says that he came to give us life and life abundant that doesn't mean when there's all these failures in here hmm? what does it mean to have life abundant when we don't see ourselves as worthy. And I probably shared this more than once. That I remember one time in the middle 90s sitting, reading this verse and say, God, 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 I want to have that I want to know what that is abundant life and this is what I've learned mid 90's right that was 25 years ago this is what I've learned it's not perfection I learned that abundance is not perfection, nor is it idealistic, nor does it rely on my capacity. It's totally dependent on the manufacturer. Totally dependent on the one that created me. Created me with meaning and purpose. 
he's the one that with his presence brings all the power that the system needs. He's the one that with his hands has fixed all the malfunctions and even those that are not quite there. He's got control over it. So this is what abundant life is to me now. He is, therefore I am. Hmm. Yeah. Would you please say it louder? Amen. Amen. <laughs> right? Amen. I'm totally dependent. Totally dependent. But I must learn though, and this is part of why we all think, I think we all need to learn, is to preach that to myself. Did you hear that? In other words, it is not dependent upon the preacher. Hello? It's not dependent upon coming in, in on Sundays. It's dependent upon you preaching that reality to yourself. Because we face this world every single day. Right? And we face storms on a daily basis. And difficulties on a daily basis. And sometimes we feel good. And we're transmitting straight. But sometimes it's not working all too well. Am I salt? Light. If so, how is that the salt becomes salty? What is light? in the darkness what does it mean for me to be what I already am you see this is the stuff of allowing ourselves to be Jesus working in and through us that's allowing ourselves to be what we are not what the world has made of us, but be what we are. Not what the storms convert us into, but to be who we are. Jesus working in and through us so that God's presence can make a difference in our lives. Now, we're going to pick this up next Sunday. Because... I mean, if you've read the chapter 5 of Matthew, it's long. It's long and it's challenging. Because, again, God tells us some things, and then He questions us. And He questions the things that we do. So we're going to pick this up next week. 
as we develop a little bit more insight into this. There are challenges, right, in our lives, no doubt, that we face situations in our lives. But what is important, I truly believe, is to recognize the manufacturer. Right? Yes. To recognize the one that built us. The one that knows all the recalls. <laughs> I thought that was familiar to us, right? <laughs> the one that knows where we're faulty. And sometimes he says, eh, that's okay. It'll transmit like that. You know, sometimes it'll be a little intermittent, but eh, it'll transfer like that. I know. I used to fix them. <laughs> Allowing myself to be. That's what being called is. Allowing myself to be. So let's pray. <laughs>